Welcome to the 81 Podcast. It's your host, Asif Ali. I'm joined today by Indoor Football League defensive back and current coach, Derek Dyer. Derek, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good. How you doing yourself? I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing a little fabulous. I'm doing a little, I'm doing a little icy. I'm doing a little, you know what I'm saying? I'm just doing a little, doing a little. Oh, look at you. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, happy New Year's, brother. Same to you, same to you. Yes, yeah, kind of talk to me. How's New Year's? I mean, everything, you know, with 2020 being over with, you know, kind of, how, how, how's it been for you so far? Uh, New Year's going good. You know, I'm striving every day, you know, getting back to me playing, hopefully, you know, in the near future. So, you know, yeah. just staying focused. That's the most, that's, 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 that's the best thing you can do, stay focused throughout this. Right, right. Now, obviously, it's about focus and making sure that you're on point. So, that's good. So kind of, so kind of, okay. So, um, are you, you're out in, which, are you in the East coast? Yeah, I'm in New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Okay. Cool. 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 Yeah. No, actually, I think my sister lives there in, uh, oh, nearby right. New Brunswick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's cool. All right, bro. So let's get right into it then. All right. So kind of, you're from New Jersey. Are you, are you, are you from New Jersey or are you living there now? I'm from originally from New Jersey, born and raised and, uh, Camp in New Jersey, and now I stay in the Pennsylvania area, which is up nice. the street. Nice. Okay, cool. And so, kind of, sorry, go ahead. Done. I didn't think I'm, I'm <laughs> Yeah, no, I was going to ask you, kind of talk to me about kind of your early years. Was football your first love growing up? Um, or kind of, you know, how did you get into playing? Okay. So, um, my dad actually, um, he kind of really pushed me into playing. He, um, he had a football team since like 1996. Okay. And my older brother played on it, and then I was playing on the team, and I played always do. Um, I won a championship every year, so that was cool. That was fun. Uh, when I got to high school, I went to one high school and transferred, and um, I kind of took off in high school. You know, um, I really got into understanding that, you know, you got to work hard to be able to play this sport, you know, on and off the field. And um, from there, uh, they kind of took me to a point where I was in love, you know. <laughs> you know, by the time I got to sixth, seventh, eighth grade, and I was in love with the game. So uh, it's still in me, and I think a lot of guys, you know, leave them, but you know, it's still in me. So as I went on to play in uh, high school, I was uh, all South Jersey, you know, my area. Um, I broke about six high school uh, records: uh, two sport athlete, track and football, uh, hold the four hundred record at my school. Um, over like three of the, the relay records and hold two records for a well, while, three records on the football team, uh, the most yards in the game. Uh, my senior year had the most yards in the game, top five in New Jersey all time, and um, five touchdowns with that. So I had uh, 300 and, uh, and 90 yards. And uh, I only had, I think I only had, uh, I think it was uh, 15 carries on the day. And I only played three quarters. So, you know, that kind of helped me with my recruiting process. And um, I didn't have the grades to go Division One. Um, I missed the SAT cutoff with the GPA, the NCAA Clearinghouse, by like 30 points. But I did have the, I did score high enough to go D2. So uh, I pretty much got a full ride to go to the Division Two school for the most part. And then from there, I just took advantage of it. And um, I think you're frozen, bro. Two and a half seasons, and then um, you know he was playing. 
Yeah, yeah. Hello. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so it's crazy because I had a roommate who was actually active and uh, he was going to start playing and you know he was looking at going to the NFL. So we trained together for a while for a little bit and we stayed and we lived together. And then um, I got into arena football back in like 2016 when um, the they had a, a team called the Yellow Jackets, and from there, you know, I just kept going up in the ranks and uh, kept trying to elevate. And um, you know, I was with Albany Empire. They signed me um, in the camp 2019 before they went to and they won the championship. Well, the last Arena Bowl, and then um, I went back to the IFL, and then I went back to the uh, the AFL at the end of the season with the Philadelphia Soul. Uh, probably like a week before they played Albany. No, that happened really fast. It was cool. Uh, it was a good opportunity to be up there with the best of the best to be able to play with them. Uh, Darius Prince is one of the guys I was uh, so, so I know he's a well-known guy. Uh, Jordan Hill, Malachi Jones, you know, I got a chance to cover, you know, the best in the game. And, you know, I learned a lot. Um, I did pretty well, you know, if I was to say, you know, but it's a numbers game. So, you know, I took advantage of every opportunity I would say. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to Hopefully getting a chance to get back on the field in the IFL. You know, I do like the IFL. So, now I'm here. Um, I got injured <laughs> this upcoming season. Uh, first game of the season, first play of the season. And um, I've been rehabbing this knee, you know, to continue this journey. So, that's where I'm at right now. 100%. So, kind of talk to me about – so, obviously, you said you played against Darius Prince, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Gary DP. All right, shout out DP if you listen to this. If not, I'm going to tag you in this clip when I post it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, no, but, I mean, yeah, because DP, DP, DP is one of, one of my good friends. He's a good friend of the show. Um, yeah. You know, because so kind of the way the way I know DP is that I my college coach, San Jose City College back in 08, was DP's coach in the AAF for the San Antonio Commanders. Because, okay. uh, my, yeah, my college coach, Keith Williams, Coach Dub was the wide receivers coach for the commanders and DP was there with some NFL. Yeah. So yeah. 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 So it's cool. Um, He actually, you know, you know, everybody get beat. I say in the secondary. So he actually, before he got signed to the soul, he was playing with Lehigh and Mm -hmm. um, he beat me for a touchdown over there. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I keep it real. You know, he beat me for a touchdown over there. And then he was with uh, the soul like the next year. So um, uh, Jordan Hill, Malachi Jones, those are a few other guys. But, you know, it was pretty much, you know, whoever they had, you know, whoever Albany had, you know, their championship season and um, still up to your soul this past season. So, yeah, and 100%. I mean, I'm, I'm glad we brought Lehigh because uh, our last, our, our, not last guest, but the guest on Saturday we had was uh, Brandon Renford, one of DP's, uh, Darius Prince teammate, oh, yeah. also on Lehigh. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know him. I, I know B. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, uh, yeah, you you probably it's crazy because you know when we talk we talk about football. When you play in the arena scene and you start playing post college, the circle gets so smaller. Everyone knows everyone, or you're separated by one person. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep, it's just interesting. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so kind. Yeah. So kind of kind of talk to me about kind of so when you when you went to college, which college did you go to again? Which D two school did you commit to? So I went to uh, Seton Hill University at the time. They were in the Wiviac. Mm-hmm. So we played against Shepard. Uh, we played against Charleston. We played against uh, I, I played against uh, Joe Montana's son was playing at uh, at West Virginia Wesleyan after he got released from uh, Notre Dame. So <laughs> I played against him. Uh, you know uh, that conference is pretty stacked. So Big it Montana. was a good conference. And then the next year um, we transferred over to the PSAC. 
that's uh, Westchester, Slippery Rock, and uh, Kutztown. And then um, I transferred after my sophomore year to East Stroudsburg. Uh, had some playing time there. I only played one season. Then I was, you know, to a point where I was ready to, you know, move on from it, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it wasn't the best experience there, I would say. So um, that kind of, like, pushed me to not even try to go back, you know, play another season. And, um, I didn't register anything. Um, it just, you know, I didn't fit the, you know, the program and scheme. And, you know, I felt like, you know, I had more opportunities to be able to make it, you know, and I was playing all running back. So I didn't switch over to DB until I got into arena. Okay. Yeah, so college, I was straight running back, everything running back. And 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 that's and that and, and that's and that's a good segue because kind of talk to me about that adjustment. Actually, so after seeing Hill, where did you go play after that? I went to go play at East Stroudsburg in um, the Poconos. Okay. East Stroudsburg University. Okay. East um, when I was there, I was there for uh, all running back, and I was asking to play both sides of the ball. They wouldn't let me. It's so funny because I can get you know I can go play on a higher level with a play DB, but they told me you know we need you to be the you know starter slash backup running back just in case, but they wouldn't let me get no burn on defense. Mm-hmm. So you know I took it upon myself, uh, trained with a couple of good guys. Uh, Raheem Smith, he played um, for the Erie Explosion for a while. He helped me. Uh, Brandon um, Miguel, he helped me. Uh, transfer over to give, you know, look like a more solid defensive back. You know, I was stiff when I first started. <laughs> like, it was a big transfer over for playing straight running back. So, uh, but, you know, I feel like I'm an athlete and, um, you know, it's worked out for me. And, um, you know, honestly, you know, if any team decide or hear this, you know, I'm willing to come in and play running back too. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so, you know, it was more or less, you know, me just learning, you know, the technique, you know, I'll take everything in somebody teach me. You know, if he's a guy, you know, you know, has the, you know, accolades can help me, I think all that, you know. Right. Yeah, man. Right. And, 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 and that's a good mindset to have because, you know, as long as you're willing to play out of position for whatever the team needs you to do, I mean, you're pretty much good to go. I mean, and, and that's and that's a player's first mindset. Obviously, you're, you're, you're coaching kids now, so I'm sure you probably preach that to your kids. Um, yeah, 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 and kind of to that point, you know, obviously, um, you know, you mentioned the scheme not fitting at Seton Hill. You went to East Gettysburg, and, and the scheme was better for your for your player profile. Um, yeah. I think that's also an important point because obviously, for any kids who are listening to this podcast, if you're trying to go to JUCO, trying to go, you know, play in college after high school, you know, and yeah. uh, I know because some of the coaches on the previous episodes, like Coach Marquez, Coach Natia, Coach at JUCO right now, they're basically saying yeah. like, you know, you may, make sure you choose a school and Coach Bancourt, make sure you choose a school that fits your that that fits you as a player. There are different yeah. schools. People just want to sign for the big name or the full ride, yeah. but the you know, but then you get there, your your opportunities are limited, you know, because of the scheme. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, you know, and you see that more often than less because a lot of these young guys sometimes are brainwashed. Oh, I'm a linebacker. No, you're <laughs> an athlete until the coach decides where you want to put you at. <laughs> right, right. You know, so, but it's a big transition from, you know, uh, back in the day, you know, you wanted to be on the field the whole time. I go to high school games and I see guys that just want to play offense. I'm like, I don't know how you can go the whole game and not want to get on defense. Like, you know, then it transfers over to high school, I mean, college, and they feel like 
oh, I'm a Lions Tilly, or, <laughs> you know, that takes time being around your coaches. <laughs> Right. And I think to that point, and it's it's funny to be mentioned that because you know, people like the kids you know, nowadays, I mean, they're, they're, it's funny. Coach Marquez talking about this. He's my teammate from San Jose College. He coaches special teams right now at, at, at De Anza College out here in the Bay. And I also make career playing special teams. I don't know if you can read that, but that basically says my name. And then yeah. uh, that's his yeah. player of the year. Yeah, exactly. So kind of, kind of, you know, I'm, and so being willing to play, like you said, both sides, being willing to play special teams. When you get to that next level, you're going to see guys because, I mean, you know, you may be the biggest dog dog in the yard, you know, at high school, JUCO, wherever. But when you when you go on to play at the next level, everyone's a dog. You know, I mean, I mean, yeah. you're pretty much and you're competing for playing time. So, I mean, it's really important to kind of keep your ego at the door and make sure that you want to play whatever the coaches need you to play. So, I mean, I think I think that's a good yeah. point. It was so, so interesting you said that because uh, Seton Hill was the perfect fit. And I'm glad you showed me that little, uh, well, the uh, special teams ring because, um, when I was there, they only let me play on um, special teams my first year, and I played right. a little bit of running back. They didn't give me right. any carries. I had 28 tackles on special teams just on kickoff and punt return, on punt. Yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, you know, I take advantage of everything. And then I was supposed to play defense my sophomore year, and it was like, you know, all right, we're going to start mixing you in there. But they ended up getting fired. So <laughs> yeah. I lost in that situation, you know. So it was cool, though. Uh, so – but yeah, like you know, being able to be versatile is so key in this game, especially indoors. Um, being able to do everything: jack linebacker, mag linebacker, safety corner, front side, back side. You know, um, a lot of people don't realize most of the guys that's really striving in the in the indoor game, they understand what's going on on the field. They're not just out there making random plays. So, hundred percent. Hundred percent. No, exactly. When I when I played Arena too, I mean they basically same thing. They want me to play special teams. They want to put me in a corner for blitz packages. They put me at slot for and so I wouldn't get the ball. I would just be there as a decoy to be either block yeah. or kind of be a decoy. So it's kind of to your point. Yes, it's really especially indoor. And now now we can get to there because now you finish up your college at East Gaithersburg. Now pretty mm-hmm. much you know did you have a pro day or did you just basically or how how that how was that? No, no pro day. Um, I got into training. Um, I really didn't have any guidance, you know. The school wasn't giving us any guidance. East Stroudsburg University and the PSAC, um, their coaching staff didn't give us any guidance. Like, they wouldn't even, be honest with you, when I went to ask for my film, they wouldn't let me actually have it on my huddle. They made me go in there and then take a couple clips and, like, screen record. Like, they really didn't help us as athletes at all, man. It was bad, you know. And nobody actually – I don't think anybody in that class, uh, 2015, actually did anything. And uh, it was just real bad. I was like, wow, like, you know, no guidance at all. You know, I was thinking about, well, when I went in to try to get back my eligibility, you know, they weren't okay with it. They were like, you know, they didn't let me, basically. So it was it was real interesting how it went. But, you know, I would never let, you know, some school university hold me back, you know, from being successful at anything. Yeah. So. I just took it as, you know, I had to do it on my own. So I market myself, to be honest with you. If I go to contact a coach, I'm contacting him directly to see, you know, and I'm, you know, talking to him. I've never had an agent or an advisor or anything like that. Really, it's just me. You know, every level I got to was just me, me working, me sending out my film, me staying consistent, and, you know, trying to make it happen. So I've never had anybody, you know, they might, you know, I might have some some references out there, but I wouldn't know. You know, I just <laughs> you know I, I just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. So. 
Hundred percent, and obviously, you know, with the struggles of you not being able to get your film at college, right? When you, well, so talk to me about the transition to the arena, the indoor scene. Were you, did you graduate straight and, and go straight into indoor? Or kind of what was that like? Um, I took off a year, and in that year I took off, I saw the Philadelphia, the Yellow Jackets had tryouts, and um, I had already been training, you know, to play DB. So I was like, well. Here go my shot, you know. I'm gonna take advantage of it, and then um, that was where I met uh, Darius Prince at, you know. Yeah. Playing with high, so um. So this is 2016. Yeah, it was 2016. You know, okay. I left, and then um, I went to the tryout with high, and then I went to the tryout with the other team, the other Jackets. I made the team, and um. Thank you, Froze. Cool. Uh, from there, I was back on the market again, trying to figure out my next Oh, man. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, now I can see you. Okay, so, yeah, you're gonna, I'm sorry, you're sorry, you have to restart. <laughs> so, Darius okay, Prince. Okay, I got to... Um... Oh yeah, so um yeah, so it was uh 2016, mm -hmm. and then um the team I was on folded after like week four, week five. That's happened. Uh, yeah, <laughs> the Yellow Jackets folded, and um I went down and played in the RPFL league for a season. And, yeah. Um that was cool, you know, stayed in Miami and everything. So I was a part of that first wave of that, and um you know. It was just a, it was a way for me to stay active, and then uh, when I came back, I was on New Jersey flight in 2018, and uh, 2019 is when I signed with uh, Albany after they brought me in in 2018 with the flight, and then um, you know it just the transition to be honest with you, you just got to be coachable, like you got to understand, like you really have to be coachable indoor for you to be able to transition over. Um, it's not that hard. I don't think the transition over, I think it's more or less of like, do you really want to be indoors or do you want to be outdoors? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> I think it's more or less that, you know, so a lot of guys, you know, I would say they get stuck indoors and they don't get a chance to jump back out on the field, but you know, it happens. <laughs> so, and as you, you know, you do see it a lot. So, um, I don't think the game is much different. It's just faster. Right, it's, it's faster. faster. You know, it's right. just faster. That's all. You know, you still call plays where you call plays. <laughs> they might not have the same meaning, but you know, it's all pretty same. You know, cover two still pretty much cover two. <laughs> like you know, you got a, a strong side cover two, weak side. You know, so it don't really change up too much. And honestly, when you come from outdoors and you don't get it, it's like ah, this guy can't get this. <laughs> it's not that hard. Right. You know, it gets a little harder when you go outdoors. You know, you got more to worry about. So, um, <clears throat> I would say for, you know, anybody that's looking to play, you know, you really should watch film because I do a lot of film watching. Like, people don't realize that you can watch film for indoor just like you watch film for the NFL, any other sport. Like, you don't, if you want to play this game, you really need to learn by just watching film, you know. A lot of coaches, they all run the same place. <laughs> right. A lot of coaches run the same plays. If you watch a film, you stay consistent, you know, and keep learning and alignments, you know, where a guy lines up every time or how he does his motions, you know, all those things are key to be able to help you be 
hundred percent. You know, it's funny, funny we're talking. It's funny you mentioned the kind of the difference between indoor and outdoor. Kind of with me being a small guy too. It was it was at the time when I when I was having my pro day ten years ago. It was it was pretty much like yeah the small guys who if you didn't run a four four like my my size five ten, and whatever one one fifty one sixty whatever I was back then, yep. you you would not you not get a look right and pretty uh, much an indoor was a better fit fit for me because obviously you know being a smaller guy they can use me and as a slot they can use me kind of you know, different packages like you get the running head start you can basically yeah. you know you know what i mean like you can obviously be the corner you know so like you said it's a faster game it's a shorter field so it's less space to work yeah. with but you're obviously able to do more if you're able to kind of learn angles and basically learn how to yeah. kind of work within the, the space so and that's a good point so yeah yes um it's, it's so crazy because even still when i was in college you know i was I was doing the forties and did my bench and um my numbers would be good if I had a pro day. Um still to this day I can get two twenty five uh max out for about fifteen reps, sixteen reps. Um before my knee I was still running a four five, four four. Um but I went to Albany and I did their tryout. They hand timed me at a four four two. So, you know. It's just, you know, the opportunity gotta come, you know. I'm really I'm trying to focus on maybe getting into a mini camp, you know, or you know, I just want to be able to prove myself one time. <laughs> yeah, just I once. To get a chance, you know, to prove myself. Um, at 26, you know, um, I feel like once everything's healed up with my knee, I'm ready to go. I'm back in action. Facts. So, I'm trying to get my name out there, just like anybody else is right now. Hundred <laughs> percent, man. Dire need for results at IG, and also, yeah, I mean, like, you know, if you a few guests who I know played in Europe, so I know you're interested in playing Europe. So obviously, yeah. like you know, I mean, I'll probably, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably throw you over to them, you know, after you know the interview. So, and uh, you know, see what they say. Yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of to your point. I mean, you know, obviously getting that shot. You know, it's not a question of talent for a lot of times. Yeah. You know, it's just sometimes you know it's right place, right time. You know, not saying yeah. guys in the NFL are not talented. I'm just saying that I know guys, and I've had guys on the, on the podcast who I had to play with in college. They wanted to go play D1. It's politics, like you said. Scheme may have not yeah. fit whatever injuries right and then it just you know they they weren't able to you know kind of fulfill their dream right and i think i think to the point you know it's very very it's which is a very good one in order for you to actually be able to kind of get to the next level it's not necessarily just what you know what you're able to do is who you know and who what you're you're able to do and what you're able to do so you know so kind of you know that's just my two cents on that (laughs) you know i was being shunned (laughs) from opportunities you know what i'm saying right you know this firsthand so yeah, you know, learning. Yeah. I learned that, you know, going through the last few years, like, hey, I know this coach now. I know this good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, definitely help. Definitely help. But yeah, man. So, um, how long have you been doing the podcast? If you don't mind me asking. You oh, absolutely no. This is uh, you're my thirtieth episode. So nice. I'm, in, I'm number yes. thirty. Oh, I should have been thirty-three. That's my number. Oh, my bad. No, you're number thirty-nine. Shit, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's cool. It's cool. So, um, yeah. how long have um so, like, how do you usually just go find the people you want to do podcasts with? Do you just ask them, just contact people? Motherfucker, it's just like the that. people who I know who follow me and I follow them. God damn it. Either I know, either I played with you, I know you through so, through someone who I play with, or we just somehow know yep. each other because football is a fucking community. Like I said, when you get at the yep. highest level, the circle gets so much smaller and you just basically yep. know everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Somehow, <laughs> somewhere. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, no, I mean, kind of, you know, and, and it's a good question, you know, kind of for me, the podcast, it, it, it serves, serves multiple purposes. It's, 
it, it's obviously to kind of unite, you know, us, you know, as, as players to kind of tell, have a platform to share our stories and our experiences, but also kind of, you know, to kind of see, you know, I mean, who else may be listening, you know, whoever may be listening, kind of also give them some inspiration, you know, it's like, okay, like, you know, like, just because, you know, you may, especially for kids, you know, who, who don't, who, especially right now, who, who can't play their senior year, or they can't play that sophomore year and get that film, you know, I mean, it's just yeah. like, you know, just keep pushing, man, you know, just keep pushing. Yeah. So. Yeah, my, um, all my young guys, I'm like, look, y'all opportunities ain't the same as our opportunities. They right. getting smaller and smaller because of COVID. Right. That means y'all got to go harder and harder. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you got to go harder. This is crazy, you know. I do hope one day we can get back to a little more <laughs> relaxed situation, you know, not wearing masks in public maybe in like two years, but we ain't going to go that deep. <laughs> pretty much and you know to your yeah cool no 100% so yeah talk me about coaching how's that been for you uh coaching to be honest with you I was coaching when I was playing in college (laughs) (laughs) um I was telling you about my dad has you football team so he still has it um in Camden New Jersey and um you know I still helped when I was in college I was coming home and um pretty much, you know, coaching the flag teams. And even when I was in high school, I was still helping out with the flag. They had the flag for the six, seven, eight-year-olds. Um, a few of those guys, they went on to play in high school and college, you know. So um, we have a lot of talent in my area. So, you know, it's a very competitive area. And when I do go venture out and train other kids in other areas, they're not as competitive. You know, I feel like, you know, my area, South Jersey, Philadelphia area, is very yeah. competitive. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of guys coming out of there, and you know, we got a lot of there's so many guys that's like even with coaching and helping out, like it's so much help. <laughs> yeah, like these kids really have so much help, you know. And um, for a kid today and nowadays to take some of this stuff for granted, like all the seven on seven programs, they didn't have that as much in 2009 and 2008 when I was in high school. That really just became something in the last six years. Like, yeah. it seems like a big help in this area. So um. It's a lot. If I'm coaching those kids or if I'm just helping out for the day, um, I like I, I do like working with the kids because of the fact that you know it was no point for me to go through all of this and not be able to give it back to somebody. Right. You know. So um, I tell them like, look, you guys might have ten football coaches or twenty or five trainers, but you know you should take everything that you get from them and learn from it you know, and go from there. So it's very enjoyable, you know. I would suggest any football player to get involved in the community and just go out to a park and bring your football and bring some 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 uh, some ladders out or bring some cones out and just help out a kid that you see that, that look like he could just use some help that day on better his game. High school, middle school, elementary school, you know. There's a million kids out there, you know, and not every kid can uh, – for the trainer that's charging a thousand dollars, you know, or that big time trainer, but you know, just to help him is still something, you know. 100%. Give him something to work on for the next month. Give him yeah. do do you know do one training session. Look, I need you to work on this all month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, they need it, you know, especially at a time like this. Hundred percent. You know, it's good that it's good that you're still keeping in them involved and giving back. And again, like I said, you know, point of everything is football. It's not just saying that you play. It's not saying, hey, look at my rings. It's saying, 
what am I doing now to kind of ensure that I'm keeping the sport growing? You know, it's giving back to the community and helping the the next generation get to that level. And to your point about also them taking things for granted. I mean, that's again, I mean, you're just hearkening with every other guest who I either played with, who are now coaching, like I did what they've said. You're basically echoing their sentiments in the sense that like, like, you know, back you, you were in high school in 0809. I was in Juco. They didn't have anything that they have now for these kids. There was no seven no. on. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, no. into your, it's just, I mean, come on now, bro. Like, it's so like, and it's, 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 it's almost like entitlement now. You know, it's like, oh, I should yeah. be playing because I'm this and that, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. should be playing, you know? And so it's just, it's, 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 it's funny. You know what I mean? It's just kind of funny. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because, you know, you're talking about also Europe. Kurt Warner, for example, like what you mentioned, you know, playing for the Barnstormers, he went to Europe and then he was just able to kind of, you know, like play there. Then he got finally, he got called up, you know, to the uh, yeah. to the Rams, you know? Yeah. Yep. So. No, I'm not a Falcons fan. I'm a Niners fan. So. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah, I mean, oh, the, <laughs> no, because I. Uh, it's funny you mentioned that. I played last time I played for the Chicago Falcons. They were kind of hybrid indoor slash okay. semi pro team out there in Chicago. Okay. Uh, nice. Kind of unofficial feeder, kind of not, you know, to pro leagues, but pro teams. Anyways, yeah. but basically, um, you know, kind of with the Niners. I mean, I was watching the Rams game on Sunday, and basically, kind of with your with y'all playing the Cardinals. I watched the game just to see kind of because obviously a lot of my friends in Chicago who I played with or are friends yeah. with through playing out there are Bears fans, right? So y'all being the Cardinals oh. helped the Bears get into the playoffs. And yeah. uh, the thing I was watching mostly intently on that game was Jalen Ramsey versus uh, DeAndre Hopkins because that matchup was just fire. Yeah. 
man, you know, they was yeah. going at it. You know what I'm saying? I gotta go back and watch it. I haven't watched it. Yeah. Oh, I haven't yeah. watched it. I feel like I go back and watch it. I've been on yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, it's a it's a movie, bro. It's a movie. Because I mean, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but you can imagine, like when you we got Joe Ramsey on you. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just it's yeah. just man. So. I mean, and you know, the Rams, to your point, I mean, they also have they, they have a great secondary, but they also have a great front four. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how they do um, in the playoffs. So, you know. We got to Seattle this week. So, uh, if our quarterback can show up and play, I think we'll be fine. Yeah. Is the our quarterback. Is all our quarterback yeah. Is, is, is Jared Goff going to be out or is it going to be the same guy? I better lead the other guy in at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if. if they could both be healthy. I'll rather them both be healthy to give them some options. Put it that way. Right. But I definitely think the other guy is an option. He's not bad. No, he's not bad at all. No, he's he's definitely. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, no one knows who the fuck he is, but that's actually worth his benefit because of the fact that he's able to just, you know, just like run with house money. So you know, yeah. I mean, he actually. It's funny. I was watching the game on Sunday, and you'll see this too when you watch it. It was basically like he he came in. He was a little flustered. He threw a pick. A threw pick six. Stopped the game. And then after that, he just kind of settled in. He settled in. Yeah, he did. He yeah. definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I did watch the highlights, but I didn't get a chance to watch the actual matchup between the, the two. But, yeah, the quarterback, you know, he, he cool with me. Yeah. <laughs> he cool with me. Yeah, you know, Jared... he slide. You know, I like Jared Goff, but Jared Goff slides. And I know you want to, you know, preserve yourself, but you got to be a little more athletic, I feel like, at some point. In the game, when the game on the line. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I agree. I agree. I mean, like, you know, you and I, we play, we both played arena. I mean, you know, you still play. I mean, it's just that it's a, it's more physical at, at, yeah. at the minor leagues, the lower, lower levels yeah. of professional football than it is kind of like, you know, in like, in like, in like the major leagues, like the NFL. Right. So, I mean, it's just like, it's interesting kind of like, you know, we see that and we're just like, wait a minute. Like, yo man, like if we try this shit and like in, in, in one of our games, <laughs> Like, come on, bro. Like, you know. Probably your last game, you know. But. <laughs> <laughs> so. You yeah. ain't seeing no quarterback slide really indoors, you know. No, behind there the no... line of swimming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Where the fuck are you going to slide, bro? <laughs> you going to slide yeah. to the wall? <laughs> yeah, you slide indoors. So, you know, it's different. Yeah. So, um, hopefully, you know, it's going to be a lot of new. It's going to be a lot of trades and everything happening. So, we'll see. I know there'll be a lot of new quarterbacks changes again yeah definitely be a, a lot of new quarterback changes uh the 49ers probably looking for a quarterback yourself right right i think i think jimmy's gonna be gone after this offseason so you know <laughs> i mean somebody gonna take on the contract because well he still got about three years on that contract four yeah, years. Three years three years on contract i they're gonna i think they may they may keep him they may trade him um but i know ultimately kyle shannon is gonna bring someone in to kind of yeah. upgrade and yeah. uh, and if it is Matt Stafford, then they're probably gonna end up doing a trade, um, you know. So because I mean, because Stafford and Jimmy both have comparable contracts, um, and Stafford on our team will definitely be better for both parties because Stafford on Detroit right now has been kind of limited in what he can do because of Detroit being who they are, and yeah. um, you know, obviously coming to our car organization, he'll 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 be in a much better spot. Well, better you know, spot. we are. I think uh, our defense definitely improved, like all the backups and everything too. So. Yeah, they'll be getting a. There'll be a bunch of paydays going out on your defense probably too. So we'll yeah. see. I know y'all would have to get rid of Jimmy to be able to do anything. 
Yeah. No, and actually, for our defense, we're going to lose a lot, too, if you think about it. We're going to lose a lot of secondary. We're going to lose some guys because, oh, yeah. you know, the pay, the payday, to your point. You know, yeah. I mean, basically, you know, I mean, they're, they're, these, they're going to be teams kind of looking for these guys, you know, this offseason. So. Do you want Sherman back or you don't want Sherman back? I have honestly I have no opinion. He can come back or he can leave, you know, because, I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, I mean, like, you know, he's at a point in his career where it's like, you know, he's not getting any younger and he's probably going to want to get paid, you know, kind of like Frank Gore. So, I mean, like, yeah, you know, it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, you know, Sherman, I mean, if he comes back, great. If he doesn't, you know, no worries. I mean. It is what it is. I mean, I would pay Frank Gore, though. I don't know about Richard Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, it's funny we were talking about this because yesterday I had my college teammate on. We are kind of previewing NFL playoff action. And um, yeah. with that, we were just kind of talking about kind of like Devontae Adams because my college coach, like I said, Coach Dub, he works with yeah. all the NFL elite receivers like Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, all that yeah. type of stuff. I think Coach Devontae at Fresno State. And right. uh, pretty pretty much um, it was just like I remember I was at the NC Chantry game last year. And Devontae just beat Sherman in that in that single uh single coverage up top. You know, he went he went he went high and Rogers just drops back and he just lets it go and it's like a 40, 30, 40 how much yard completion. And then yeah. the next two weeks later in the Super Bowl, Sammy Watkins gets that same exact look. He runs that same route and then he yep. beats Sherman and he gets thirty eight yard completion, you know? And Sammy Watkins and post game he said, I learned that from Devontae. <laughs> so wow. I yeah. see that I watched it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I see. I mean, that's why they gave me a podcast, bro, because I, I pay attention to details on like the rest of y'all motherfuckers. So, anyways, uh, I, I mean, <laughs> so, right, you definitely are. I'm gonna go yeah. back and watch it just because you told me. I'm like, really? Yeah. So basically, kind of, yeah. kind of to the point. You know, what I mean, like, um, Sherman is only good in a certain scheme. He's only good in a, in, in, in his own in a cover two. Like Darrell Weavers called him out for that shit, yeah. right? You remember that? Darrell Weavers like, stop yeah. hiding, stop hiding in his own. Like, you know, go man. Um, the issue yeah. is with his, with his with his with his legs now. I mean, with his injury, his Achilles. Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tough for him to, to to play man in this league. I mean, the NFL is a young man's game. I mean, these receivers are getting younger, faster, stronger, and you know you, we're probably gonna need to upgrade in secondary uh, in the draft. Yeah. So yeah, I probably will. That'd be a good move for y'all. Yeah. So you know. Yeah, yeah, we'll see man. how that. Yeah, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be all right though. You know, I'm excited to see kind of you know what happens in the offseason. I'm looking forward to this playoffs though. Actually, yeah, let me ask you before, before we close out this interview, bro. Who you, who you got winning the Super Bowl? Rams. What kind of question is that? Yeah. I mean, we're going to figure it out. I ain't going to lie to you. I mean, either the Rams or I'm going to say the Chiefs. Rams or Chiefs. What about the Bills? Nah, the, the, other, the other third team I think that could probably pull it off is Green Bay in the NFC. Green, Green Bay, Bay, yep. Ain't nobody oh. stopping Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams. What's funny is my, my boys asked me yesterday, like, who would you take, Devontae Tyreek? And I mean, I'm just like I was torn about. I'm I'm, I'm going to tie Devonte, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no question. <laughs> no question. I don't even care who the quarterback is. I don't think it's just Aaron Rodgers. I think he just like that good. Oh, actually, no. Actually, no. Now I can't let you go. Now you now you now you, now you brought up another topic. So, Aaron, who's your MVP? Aaron Rodgers or Patrick Mahomes? Thing about the MVP is I really want to make that decision on who really goes to the Super Bowl. So uh-huh. if I'm gonna have to say uh-huh. right now, I would say. Mahomes, but whoever you know can get further. But if I'm gonna say the most improved, who really impressed me, I would say Josh Allen. Josh Allen, yeah, he impressed me. You know, if they make it or they beat somebody, I would give it to Josh Allen because that football team looked totally different. It's funny, funny we're talking about this because I mean, like I was talking about Josh Allen on a few episodes, like you know, in this podcast. Josh Allen's a, is a Cali product, a JUCO product. 
Yeah. One dude I played against, you know, Coach Tia, he actually went to Fireball High School, and he set all the records before Josh Allen got there and set all the records, right? Iron Cowley. Yeah. And, um, like, it's crazy to see kind of, to your point, I thought I was big on Josh Allen coming out of the draft because he had all the intangibles. He had the size, yeah. he had the athleticism, and he had the arm, you know, the strongest arm. Yeah. Even, even probably stronger than Mahomes, if we're being honest. So, I mean, yeah. like, Josh Allen, Josh Allen is basically the type of QB where you see his maturation now. I mean, this is like, you know, and it's funny we're talking about this because I'm talking to my brother about this. I'm like, well, the NFL, the NBA doesn't have a comeback player of the year award. They don't have an offensive player of the year award, but they should. The NFL should have a most improved player of the uh, year of the award because the NBA has that, but the NFL doesn't, you know? So, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. He's looking, yeah, he's looking good. Yeah. He got some promising years ahead of him as long as he stay healthy for real. Yeah. For me, I think and, Josh – go ahead. No, nah, I was saying – and he got a receiving court now, so he really ain't have no excuses to tank this season, you know? He had a better season in, <laughs> than uh, Kyler Murray. He, he, <laughs> yeah. It's funny, and one more thing, actually. The MVP award and the Rookie of the Year award, I was talking to my boy about this yesterday. It's so QB-centric. Like, if you think about it, like, Kyle Murray won last year, but Josh Jacobs had a better season uh, statistically. This year, Justin Jefferson broke Anquan Bolden's NFL rookie receiving record and Randy Moss's uh, Minnesota Vikings franchise receiving uh, receiving record. But it's going to probably go Justin Herbert or the Chargers because Justin Herbert broke all the, you know. And it's like, same thing with the MVP award. Like, Derrick Henry, like, I mean, he should be in the conversation. You know what I mean? Because over 2,000 yards, I mean, you see that what that boy can do. Like, I mean, he's a downhill runner. He's a man beast <laughs> just running that rock up the middle, you know. Yeah. And he's not going to be in the conversation because he's got Mahomes and, and Rodgers, you know. But it's he should be. Even, it shouldn't even, I mean, it's kind of, you get to a point, it's like not even comparable. Like, what he did should be more impressive than what they're doing. Bingo. Yeah, because 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 what does most valuable player mean? You know what I mean? It means it means you're the most valuable player to your team. Without Derrick Henry, that Titans team would probably go two and fourteen. Yeah. Only thing is, yeah, and, but see, the only thing is, is when they down, they can't just give him the ball. Like they 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 like they stop. Right. When they're down, they'll stop. Like he'll get fourteen carries, and if he ain't if he ain't rolling, they just stop giving him the ball if they're down by two touchdowns. You know, and that don't always go too well for them. But, you know, it's coming along. You know, their passing game is still coming along, which is a good thing. Yeah. So, so I'm, I would yeah. stick by Ryan Tannehill another year. <laughs> Just one more year. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, it's a year or two, either one. But, yeah, you're definitely right with that. Um, He does a lot for that team, and people don't really pay attention to that. And they should. They should, man, 100%. All right, well, looks like we're in agreement. That's how I, that's how I know you actually played. Because <laughs> these fucking QBs gain all the shine. You know, they ain't giving no skill position players anything. So, man, ah, is, you know what I'm saying? That's yeah. definitely normal. Definitely normal. Yep, yep. So, yeah. Uh, any closing thoughts, Derek? Anything for listeners? Nah, man. I'm just, you know, I'm very excited that um, you gave me the opportunity to be on your podcast, man. It's very nice to meet you. And, um, you know, going in the future, you know, anybody else that, want to talk about the self teller story, you know, just talk football. I think you should definitely hit up my guy. He's the one. <laughs> He's the one. Yeah, be the one, baby. Ice. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. No, I appreciate that, brother. You know, it was really great learning your story. Really great hearing kind of your experiences. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm forward you to some, some of the guys I know. See, see how that hopefully materializes something. So, oh, cool, but yeah. Man. I can't wait. 
hundred percent. But yeah, no, we'll have you back on. Shit, I mean, now now that I know your NFL team, I gotta when when they when they when they get their asses blown out this weekend in Seattle, we have to we have to have you back on the next day so I can be like Derek, I told you so, and then we can be like just talk about, it. let's hash it out. You know, it'll be therapeutic. Uh, nah, my phone gonna be off. You gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you leave a voicemail, I know my phone to be off though. <laughs> <laughs> and if they win, then like, hey, what did I tell you, bro? <laughs> it's like shit. <laughs> yeah, if they yeah. win, you hear from me. Hundred <laughs> percent. I got you. I got you. I'm All right. There. All right. <laughs> uh, all right, baby. Shit. All right, man. So yeah, drive safe. You know, have a you know have have a great rest of the week. And you know, Derek, appreciate Thanks, you having man. me on the A1 podcast, man. Yeah, man. I'm so excited to be on here. I'll talk to you, boss. Hundred percent. All right, baby. Take care. <laughs>